Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. It is such a pleasure, such a pleasure. Oh, we've been having so much fun already. (laughs) To have Rhett Green on the podcast today. Um, She is a triathlete. She's a mom of three. She is an autoimmune warrior. Um, She has rheumatoid arthritis. And I can tell she's an all-around fabulous human being. So welcome, Rhett. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. How fun is this? (laughs) I'm so happy to have you and just to hear more (laughs) about, you know, your story, your life, your insight. Um, Before we do that, Rhett, if you would please give the listeners just a little more background on who you are, that'd be great. Yeah. So I kind of fell into this completely by accident at a kid's birthday party, which is super funny. So I ran track through high school and, you know, like really early on as much as I could, but then got really into it in high school. And um, found, you know, just kind of fell out of that um, through college and after that, and then found biking and got really, really, really into biking. And one summer did seven centuries just because I felt like it, I guess. And then (laughs) at a birthday party, one of my friends said, well, what do you think about doing the St. George half Ironman? And to be honest, it was something I never considered before, but I knew I could bike and I really liked to run and maybe I could figure out how to swim. And so we signed up for it and just decided, let's shoot for the moon. Let's do it. (laughs) Love it. There's no reason why I should be here, but I have found this place and I could not be happier to be here. I think that is so awesome. And I love, it seems like our philosophies really align and it's just like live life um, uh, to to the absolute fullest. Oh, take those chances. You always take the shots. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Um, Well, awesome. Along those lines, let's just like jump right into it and just talk about boldness. Because I know before we started taping, you were telling me you've been pondering this um, since I kind of gave you some of the questions I normally cover. And for me, um, it was really a topic of interest for this year that I wanted to talk about and hear about and hear how athletes um, define boldness, what it means to you, how you've learned to be bold. Um, So I'd love to start with that, Rhett. Just give us some thoughts on boldness and what it means in your life. Okay. So I, my background is journalism, surprisingly. And so I kind of just went back because anytime I see the word bold, I think behind it should follow print, right? Like bold print. Like that's just an automatic thing that happens. And so it's been, as I've been thinking about this, I've been trying to chop off that last part. I've been thinking, okay, so what defines the word bold? And the, I, I was thinking bold print stands out and like we always go to that when we have a big thing to say because it takes up space and not because it ruins anything in the picture, but because it takes up space and it holds space and it kind of defines the space around it in a way. And I really thought that was important to transfer into like how we put bold into lives because bold is a weird way to describe something that we would do. And, you know, as an action, it's a weird action. And so I really, really like to think, okay, so our actions deserve to take up space. And if we are taking the time to do this in our lives, our actions really should be bold. You know, we should be going 1000%. It should be what we are focused on. If it really is feeding our fire, you know, we shouldn't let anything else get in the way of it. It's what we should wake up and see the first thing and the last thing when we go to bed at night. And I don't really know what your other athletes are saying about that, but I loved thinking it is okay to hold your space with your goals. 
Yeah, I love this. And I love that you talk about how actions deserve to take up space. So why are we doing anything that we don't, you know, doesn't, we don't feel like is worthy of taking up space in our lives. And obviously there are exceptions. We all have to do laundry and get dinner on the table or whatever. Absolutely. But 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 to say, you know, um, you know, even I'm going to go work out and today I'm going to run five miles you know, in your day that deserves space and it deserves your attention and it shouldn't be the last thing on the list that gets done. You know, it it should have priority and you should be molding a few things around that, you know, like, you know, it, it, it needs a time and your focus. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how you honor what you do and the time that it takes away from everything else that needs to be done, you know, cause you're so right. Like, oh my gosh, how many other things could we really be doing than working out? That's such a frivolous thing. And to say that we deserve that or, you know, anything, it, it does feel a little weird saying that it deserves a place in our day. But if it does, we need to make sure that, you know, we're, we're really honoring it and we're making up for it, I guess. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I read something the other day talking about being excellent. And I know that I know that I fall short of being excellent with laundry. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) And I don't think I'm ever going to change that rat. But the things that are important. Maybe someday that will be your focus. (laughs) Maybe. It's not. Maybe. (laughs) Um, But I know that for some, the things that matter to me in my life, I sure as heck want to get out there and try to be excellent. And the quote from this that I read said to just slow down and think seriously about what you're doing in your day to day and ask if you're, if you're doing it with your whole heart and if you're doing your very best. Um, and so and gratitude, yeah, even. you yes. know, how much gratitude are you carrying through that? You know, how much hard work did you get done in a crunch time? so that you could make this hour to happen. Yes, I love all of that. So if you're out there listening to us today and you're finding it hard to create time for yourself, whether it's your workout or something else that's on your heart that you're trying to pursue, let go of the guilt and allow it to take up space in your life, like Red is saying, um, and and, and be bold. Honor that energy and give it the space. Yeah, love it. Um, So speaking of being bold and allowing things to take up space, um, I want to talk a little bit about races and your athleticism and then kind of tie it back to mindset. Um, so most recently, the one that I saw anyway was the was the Ironman and, and Cork rat. Oh, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Oh, the my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and just to look even at the footage of the water that day and what people went through and the fact that I just heard you say, you know, I, I could I like to cycle. I could run. I think I could swim. And that you got in that <laughs> water and swam. Tell me a little bit about like what it does for you when you're competing in this way, when you're training, you know, how these struggles um, deepen you as a person. You know, I kind of went into this without having a why I'm doing this other than I really feel like I'm going to need to draw on this this experience later on in life. You know, maybe it's not doing anything for me now, but later on in life on on some really hard days that I'm sure are going to come, I need to be able to draw on this and you know, I, I love that triathlon is all about problem solving. Mm-hmm. And really what it does is it gives you every opportunity to problem solve. And I, um, I was talking with a friend about this, about the beauty of a race day. You know, we can train as hard as we can and have flawless practices. But to show up to a race day, you are giving everything you have and turning it in and saying, okay, we're all at an equal field today. We're all up to the elements. Here we go. Start your gun. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, to know that everybody else's background was different than mine too. And to know that they all had brave inside them that was going to help them get through it. That did kind of help, but uh, yeah, that, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but the swim really shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know the places that you go to because if you go, you know, to anywhere too realistic, it really can get scary. It's get scary in those situations. And I, I think that's part of it is keeping it real. Yeah. And knowing that your racing is always going to fall back into your real life. You know, most of us are never going to be professional athletes. We need to take this as a gratitude piece of our lives. You know, we get to do every single step of it out there. Yeah. And um, I love to do it. And I am, I, I don't know, maybe that's just what it is that I, I, I am so anxious to step up because when I get to on that race day, I know that my whole family has contributed. I know that so many of my friends have you know, contributed and helped me train and given me advice and encouragement. And my family has watched my kids so I could be out there and all these different things. And I think if you kind of forget that it's just about you, you know, you're able to see things in a little bit of a different lens. Yeah, I love and that. And you're willing to take on those big risks. You know, maybe not as a physical danger, maybe that's not the best move, but you, you take on these big risks because you know how big of a background you have behind you. Right. I, you know, I love that you say, um, you know, through difficulty, through the hard work, you know, through the struggles of training or whatever else people are going through in life, just knowing that you're going to need to draw on this um, experience later is just super powerful. And it reminds me, I interviewed um, a, like a, Olympic hopeful runner. And she said, you know, we have to step on the line. We step to the line and we draw on every practice that we pushed through and we didn't think mm -hmm. we could do it. We draw, we, you know, on all of everything that went into that moment and you draw on all every the single yeah. experience yeah, and bring it to the line. And, um, it's really cool. So uh, speaking of what you bring to the, to the line, I, I also love to talk about mindset. Um, obviously I feel like, I mean, in life it's 95% mindset and about 5% the rest of what goes on, but tell me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what mindset, you know, you try to embrace, Rhett. You know, I, I know that I don't hold a hundred percent capacity in my body with autoimmune issues. I have to face that. And I think the most honest you can be about stepping up to a course and saying, okay, what cards do I have in my hand? Not what do I wish I had in my hand? What did I think I could have done? You know, all these things, but really what am I stepping up with? And, and being able to look at it and say, you know, I don't know, I guess with this last Ironman to be able to say, I'm going to be a human without this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, been hard for me to look at it in a different perspective after this race because I was able to walk away from it and not everybody did. Yep. Yep. So tell me, unpack that a little bit more for me. So I'm going to be a human, you know, despite what happens in this race or without, you know, the results of this race. Is that what you're kind of saying with this or tell me a little, unpack that for me. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, 
but I like to, I like to finish what I do and maybe even start what I do and say, okay, if Instagram wasn't here, if I didn't have this friend group with me, if I wasn't feeling pushed by and pulled by certain ways, would I still be doing this if it was just me out there with a pair of running shoes yeah. or, you know, out there with whatever it is that I have. And I think if you are able to say that and not this defines me, but I am still stepping up as me instead of as the triathlete, you're going to be able to take whatever it is that comes at you a little differently because no race can be perfect. Yeah. You know, your training, you can work on your training because that's a little bit in your control, but the race stays not. And all it really does is show you how strong you've trained to become. Right. And right. sometimes, sometimes you don't hit that finish line and you still have to be able to step back and see the strength that you've grown. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I like this idea. I think it, it, it generalizes well to life as well. I think that we have to be very careful of, you know, defining ourselves by our roles in our life, whether it's athlete or mother or, and, you know, some of these roles are, you know, the standout thing of our life, but we don't have to just be one thing. And when it, when it's all said and done at the end of the end of our time, you know, what are we going to look back on and really value, um, mm -hmm. and re, you know, remembering that and kind of staying grounded in those things. Um, because in the end, you know, a lot of stuff isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah. When the audience goes away, yes. what are we still holding? You know, yes. what's important to I us? I love that. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, I think when, speaking of things that are important, I think that our connections to one another um, are one of the most important things that we, you know, carry with us through this life. Um, can you talk a little bit about your how your connections um, to others have shaped you and propelled you forward in, in your athletic journey and your, your life journey, Rhett? Yes. Oh my goodness. So I have, honestly, I have the coolest group of friends in the whole world. And it's really funny because I see them from such a personal perspective. I was thinking about this today. I was training with a couple of my friends out there and I was listening to them talk through their problems. And, you know, one of them flew in, she's from out of town and one of them drove all the way up for a couple of hours to be there. And, you know, we all work so hard to make these connections happen. And we kind of think that it's about training and pushing each other to be better athletes, but we're unpacking so much more than that. And just to see each other and have that moment and give each other a hug and be like, oh my goodness. So out of all these kids and all these practices and all these lessons and, you know, everything that has to be done to be able to find someone that connects with you in a way that you don't have to explain it is a really big deal. Yeah. You know, and there's so few people that can do that. And I think when you, you know, it kind of weeds out a lot of different things to get you to this point of someone who runs lots of miles for fun, you know, like that's already a, a small pool, I guess, but once you get down there too, then you find people who really value five minutes of the day. And when you're, when you're reaching for 25 hours of the day, you see how much you can actually get into every single minute. And, you know, when you're on a treadmill and you see how much time you can shave off, you know, every single minute starts mattering. And I think, I think when you really value the time like that, you start seeing things differently and it's nice to be around those people. And thankfully I found them through running and I feel like I'm the luckiest person. I wish I had advice to give on that. 
because mm-hmm. I wish everybody had these friends. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I think the the advice point I think you just touched on, though, is that surrounding ourselves with people that, you know, have the same values, but also call us to be better, whether it's shaving, you know, a minute off or to be better in whatever it is that we value in our lives. Those are the things we need to look for and not all the other junk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And this sweet friend of mine that I was talking to was saying like, she and her best friend are really good runners. And she was saying that they call each other and absolutely beg each other to show up across the country to, you know, a half marathon or a full marathon so that they can push each other because they push each other like no one else in the country can do. And I thought that was such a sweet thing to realize that, you know, it's so much more than running. And once you find that connection, it just all makes sense. And running becomes the vehicle or triathlon or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, going to class every day to have these connections that stand out outside of, obligations. Right. Yeah, totally. I have a friend like this who came out and ran the Malibu half with me a few years ago before COVID. She's very fast, right? I ran my literal (laughs) best time ever with her. But I will tell you that I fell on the course (laughs) and I was bleeding. I had gravel in my hands and my knee and I'm like, I'm bleeding. And she's like, get up. keep going and I'm like but I'm bleeding she's like we'll wash it off at the next station come on (laughs) anyway and you learned about yourself and I pushed I pushed I will never I will never beat that I will never beat that time ever um because she was with me I guess maybe unless she runs with me again but I'm getting too old I think I it's put the time's best you might be a little afraid to beat that time let's be honest I can't do it Um, I don't know what it's gonna take but I don't want to get gravel (laughs) I know um Anyway, okay, so well, thank you for all these awesome words on connection yes. and mindset and boldness. I want to give you the opportunity now, if there are any other words of encouragement that you would like to put out there to um, other women who might be listening today. Oh my goodness, have all the fun. Yeah. Like, I think that's the one thing that I say the most on course. I can't control anything out here today except I can have all the fun. And I think that's what you have to take away from all of this because you know, it's such an extra piece of your life. But if you're putting your heart and soul into it, you can at least have all the fun. Yeah. And I think that should be how we play every day. Like, you know, have some fun. I tell, I'm I'm a physical therapist and in my profession, sometimes it is very, everyone is very serious and, you know, scientific and those things definitely have a place. But if we can't go have fun with our patients and they can't come and have a good time at therapy, um, you know, what, what's it all worth? So I completely agree both in athletics and just in life, like have fun. If you're listening yep. today and you're not having fun, just, just give yourself some space to just, Oh, you get to yeah. do this. Yeah. You get to do this. That's right. Um, okay. Awesome. I'm going to close with a couple just quick rapid fires for fun to put a little, little more positivity out there and then we'll wrap Ooh. up. Yeah. So, okay, Rat, I want to hear about day to day, just a couple things that come to mind that bring you joy, little things in your day to day. Oh my goodness. My three boys are all walking to school. They go to the same school. I have a first grader, a fourth grader, and a fifth grader. And watching their cute little backpacks go down the stairs and walk out the door to walk to school every day is the best part of my whole day. Hands down. Not even a question. I love that. That's awesome. It's Um, so cute. How old are your boys, Rhett? So six, nine, and 10. Cuties. Um, 
That's awesome. Okay, last one is a um, finish the sentence. Okay, so I'm going to start it and then you're going to complete it. Okay, and feel free to take time to think about what you would like to say. <laughs> um, okay, the first part of the sentence is hold space for. Gratitude. Oh, I, I know love it. we kind of touched that already, but I, I think the best advice I've ever been given is you don't have to do this. You get to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good mantra and it's so true. And it, it brings us right back to just sort of, you know, reality of, of how lucky we are to have bodies that will carry us and allow mm-hmm. us, allow us to, you know. Oh my gosh. Even if it's not as fast as you think either, like you are so lucky. Just love it. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, as you get older, you go a little slower. So <laughs> I know, I know. I should have put that out there. Someone's going to be upset. PR is two minutes from mine right now. And I am not real thrilled about it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little oh, bit about you, yourself. You. It's been a pleasure. And listeners, thanks for coming on this ride. I hope you'll remember if anything, Have all the fun, all the fun. All of it. Let's lift each other up. Connected, we can rise. 